Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. The great Greg Amzinger, lead anchor for MLB Network, who's with us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Good morning, sir. How you doing? I'm doing great. It was a flurry of activity a couple of days ago. The trade deadline, they gave me the day off yesterday. Played 36 holes of golf <laughs> very poorly. <laughs> poorly. Played 36 holes of golf. But, yeah, I, I'm recharged and I'm ready for the uh, second half sprint. Should be fun. Hey, what do you think of the two Cardinal acquisitions? Actually, three, Jordan Montgomery, Jose Quintana, and Chris Stratton. I liked the plan B aspect of this. Um, you know, there's a lot of debate as to how intense – this was on the Cardinal side of trying to acquire Juan Soto. Uh, my good friend Dan O'Dowd, former GM of the Rockies, according to people he talked to, uh, A.J. Preller was basically negotiating against himself. That, that, that's coming from my guy Dan O'Dowd, and that the Cardinals weren't as intensely involved in these Soto talks. I have a hard time believing that. I, I just do with the criteria that Mike Rizzo was looking for and how the Cardinals checked any of those boxes, more so in my opinion than the package that the Padres gave uh, to get uh, Juan Soto. But, you know, look, they had to improve in some category of their team, and it would be awesome to have a left-handed bat with a ton of thunder to go between Arenado and Goldschmidt. I mean, that is a dream scenario, even if it's for just two and a half years. That's just a special talent. But if you can't get that guy, uh, there wasn't another position player that I felt moved the needle for this team uh, offensively. So what they did was commit to another area that they were lacking. And I think you're going to see a lot from Jordan Montgomery. Jose Quintana is what he is. Um, he's going to try to paint the corners. He's not overpowering you. But, man, Jordan Montgomery, when you pitch your entire career in two places, first in college baseball, the SEC, and the big leagues with the New York Yankees and the Bronx, pressure doesn't matter to you. He he is ready to walk into this team, into this clubhouse for one year. I get it. It's a rental. But you're talking a 6'6", 228-pound specimen of a left-hand pitcher. You're going to be impressed with this guy. He's going to help the Cardinals down the stretch. He wasn't going to start a playoff game for the New York Yankees now that they got Frankie Montas. So it was, it was a need for the Yankees. They need a center fielder, a guy that can help the best defensive team in baseball get better, and that's Harrison Bader. And the Cardinals needed a short-fire 6-7 inning winner, and they got that in Jordan Montgomery. Greg, let's stay in the NL Central. What was more of a head-scratcher for you? The Brewer, the division-leading Brewers dealing Josh Hader at the deadline or the Cubs hanging on to Happ and Contreras? Uh, I think the Happ and Contreras stuff um, goes back to the word on the street regarding how difficult it is for these two guys to coexist with the front office. I mean, Wilson Contreras and Ian Happ have both uh, been disgruntled players for a while and at different portions of their time on the north side of Chicago. When that gets out there and other front office executives know that they kind of have a pain in the butt on their hands they will acquire this guy, I think Wilson Contreras is one of the most talented catchers in the game. I love watching him play. He's got great fire uh, and determination. He really loves to play. Ian Happ is having his best year, but you know, we've heard stories when he was sent down to make the team out of spring training, and he openly complained to Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer and was didn't really want to go to the minor leagues. And, and he's just he's lost a lot of joy 
for playing, and the optics of that will affect your trade stock. It, it just does. As they say, that Whit Merrifield gets traded to Toronto, and he's not vaccinated, so <laughs> you never know what to expect. But but I will say this: the Brewers trading uh, Josh Hader, who I still I know Edwin Diaz is having an incredible year for the New York Mets. I still look at Josh Hader as the most dominant closer in the game. I think he is. A fifteen point seven K per nine is ridiculous. When Devin Williams doesn't want him to leave, and this is the guy that you believe will replace him in the ninth inning. We saw it happen last night. It wasn't a save situation, but he gives up a walk-off homer. Devin Williams is upset. Devin Williams, you need to have a conversation with Devin Williams. Hey, Devin, we're thinking about trading Josh Hader. Um, are you ready to be the ninth inning guy? And if he's like, no, then you don't Josh Hader. You're a first-place team. The psychology of athletes matters. And when you sit in your front office with your stat gurus and you're like, whoa, Devin Williams caper nine is 15. We're eventually, we're not going to pay Josh Hader. Let's move him now. But wait a minute. We're in first place by three games. Is that going to affect the clubhouse? Ah, you talking about this chemistry jargon. No, that stuff doesn't matter. Trade the guy while he's hot. It makes no sense to me why we don't consider the humans that are impacted by this stuff. This is Kendall Graveman 2.0 from last year. Remember Abraham Toro got traded playing against the Mariners, and then he walked into their clubhouse. All the Mariners are upset because they're in the mix for the playoffs. Kendall Graveman was their best reliever. He gets sent. This is, this is bigger than that. Josh Hader was the most valuable pitcher they had. I know Corbin Burns is a Cy Young Award winner, but he doesn't go deep in games, and he pitches once every fifth day. I'm bottom line. And if this team was going to win the World Series, the Brewers, they needed to hold on to the advantage they had over every other team in the National League. And that was the back end of their bullpen. Uh, Taylor Rogers is not Josh Hader. He's not. He's got 28 saves, but he does not have the stuff Hader has. I was blown away by it. It still doesn't make any sense to me. And I think you're going to see the Cardinals take advantage of the best closer in baseball now pitching in San Diego. All right, Greg, as much as we like the Cardinals here, the reality of the situation is you've got the Mets and the Braves and you've got the Dodgers and the Padres. Who comes out of those four teams and represents the National League in the World Series? I, I, I'm going to say something that's just a complete fanboy and not in the direction that you expect me to be fanboy. Uh, we need this, this experiment in San Diego to work. We meaning the entire sport. Uh, we are just drowning in the stat analytical advantage where let's have a young player who's got control of the year. Once he starts making money, trade him away, no matter if we're a good team or not. We want efficient money. We want a, a, our dollar per win needs to be down. Keep the payroll in the bottom 20% of the league. And we won't sell out Tropicana Field or the, or the Oakland Coliseum. But look at our record. We're so impressive. We're so much smarter than everybody. That has been winning. That has been winning. And if, it, if it's not that, then it's, oh, well, we had a good run. Let's dismantle our entire organization three years after we won the World Series. Bye-bye, Trey Turner. Bye-bye, Bryce Harper. Bye-bye, Max Scherzer. Bye-bye, everybody else, including Juan Soto and Josh Bell. That's the other plan that everyone thinks is so smart and works. Both of those plans stink for fans. They're not good. So I am rooting for the baseball version of Bosch, LeBron, and Dwayne Wade to work in Major League Baseball. This is the coolest thing. If you're a kid, and this is still a kid's sport, and we, a bunch of adults talk about it, but we want the sport to thrive with groundswell and excitement. The only way that happens is if kids can't wait to come home, put on MLB The Show, and see what Juan Soto looks like in a Padre uniform. 
and that's the team they're playing a season with. I want this to work in San Diego because I want this to be the new platform for front offices. Hey, go get the best players. Go get the best players. Put the best players on the field. We'll figure out how to pay them. We have a feeling that people will come and watch them play. Buy their merchandise. Pay for parking. Buy an extra hot dog when they're at the game. That is the business model that I want to see baseball thrive with. No longer this economic brilliance of uh, really buy that. There's a sales rack over there. It's like $10 too expensive. That's not sexy for baseball. <laughs> buy the best jeans that fit your body the best. They might be pricey, but walk around in them. Baseball's been walking around with Walmart clothing for way too long, and I'm, I'm sorry if Walmart's a sponsor of the show. No, I no, do no. apologize. But Greg, my point is, no. this is what we need to do for baseball. Greg, Walmart's a cronky thing. Yeah, We're no. on board. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Immediately, Randy and I are like, no, Walmart, boo. Um, well, Greg, as one great uh, baseball announcer, I, I want to get your thoughts on the passing of legendary broadcaster Vin Scully. He was the voice of the sport, an absolute legend. And I'm sure at some point you either had an encounter with him or you have a great Vin Scully story that you can share with us. Well, listen, I obviously idolize Bob Costas. And um, Bob's impacted my career tremendously to see his um, memories of Vince Scully yesterday. He was on High Heat with Juan Rizzo. It's a video that I'm sure all of you have seen. It's gone viral. I've known Bob for a long time. Uh, you guys both interacted with Bob for a long time. He, I've never seen him choke up on the air. Uh, and reciting his story on Vince Scully when his wife noticed him uh, with the Marine Corps band at the White House. Just look it up. Bob Costas getting emotional talking about Vince Scully. Uh, it, it shows you the impact of not just a, a man, but um, the way he conducted his life. I'm, I'm good friends with Derek Hall. Uh, the CEO of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Now, Derek Hall, before he became a leader of a, of a Major League Baseball organization, was a PR guy with the Los Angeles Dodgers, and he works hand-in-hand with Vin Scully, was was one of his you know, confidants. Vin loved Derek Hall. And my favorite Vin Scully story doesn't impact me or broadcasting. It's just more a reflection of who Vin Scully is. I started this this conversation this morning talking about I played 36 holes of golf poorly, and I am just a mental mess when I play terrible golf. So Derek Hall, this is years ago, is playing golf with Vin Scully, and they're playing in a match against two other people. I think it was like a member guest tournament. And Vin Scully um, misses a three-foot putt. Misses It rolls in and out. Three-foot putt for the match. And Ben goes, oh, golly. And Derek goes, oh, golly. Vin, it's time to drop an F-bomb. And he throws his hat out of the green. And he's like, oh, golly. Come on, Vin. You've got to be human. And he goes, it's that was a fun round of golf. <laughs> he's just, he was different than the rest of us. He was just different. And he, there will never be another one like him. And I said this about great players like Albert Pools and Goldschmidt and Arenado. I don't care what the numbers say. Treat them differently. Don't pinch it for Albert Pools late in the game when he's got two hits already. He's a Hall of Famer. Can we please treat Hall of Famers differently? Because they are. I love the fact that Vince Scully was treated differently. He was in the booth by himself with the Dodgers. Not because that's what he wanted. I, I want the mic to myself. No, this is the voice we all wanted to listen to. This is the only voice we wanted to listen to when it came to Dodger baseball. He was treated 
the way he was meant to be treated, which is a, not just a Hall of Fame broadcaster, but a special human being, a special human being that we will never see again. Great stuff, Greg Amsinger. Always good to hear your voice. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. And we'll, of course, be tuned in to MLB Network and all the great offerings, including MLB Tonight, which you helm every night with great aplomb. Oh, wow, that's beautifully said. Yes, I'll be on at 8 p.m. Eastern tonight, my dear friend. I'll see you guys on TV. You bet. See you later. Greg Amsinger, MLB Network, with us on 101 ESPN. Ladies and gentlemen, we need you. The Benevolent and Protective Order of Elks is looking for you to help support veterans, help with youth scholarships, and be a force in your community. Being a member of the Elks is where you can do all this and much more. We are 31 lodges strong across the state of Iowa. Help pass on our principles of charity, justice, brotherly love, and fidelity. If interested, go to elks.org and use the lodge locator to find a lodge near you. Elks care. Elks share. Brought to you by the Iowa Elks Association. Let me guess. Unknown caller? You could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection. The latest innovation from Discover will help regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And we'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection.